Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, and welcome to Joyful Eating, episode number 36. So today we are going to be talking about the uh, beautiful topic of constipation and gut health. Uh, But before we get to that, I just, even though we're talking about these sorts of things, I still have to share with you what the the best thing I've eaten recently. And yesterday, my uh, neighbor dropped by and um, he'd been fishing and he'd caught some beautiful brown trout, like in the one of the dams down in the Snowy Mountains. So um, I had the freshest, most amazing trout for lunch yesterday. So I just roasted it in a like super hot oven. So turn the oven up as high as it could go. Then just put a little bit of some rosemary from the garden and a sliced up um, a lemon from my lemon tree, put that in the cavity, sprinkled it with salt, a bit of olive oil into the hot oven, like you know, cranked. And uh, it was kind of a big trout. So it took about 12 minutes, but normally like a little rainbow trout would only take about 10. And the skin goes crispy, but the skin protects it. And the flesh is like so amazing. Um, And I just had it with some roasted almonds, like sliced almonds that have been toasted and some um, miso mayo that I had left over. And it was just the business. And I had it on like with some greens from the garden and it was just so good so good it's amazing like fresh fish such a whole different world so I was so grateful for my neighbor anyway let's talk about the plan for today so today I'll just share the story behind why I decided to talk about constipation and gut health and then on I thought I would talk about just how I eat for gut health in general because constipation is just one symptom of your gut not being as good as it could be so Anything that you do, like there's a lot of things that we can do to improve gut health that are going to help with constipation, but they'll also help with all the other aspects of health as well. So I thought I'd share those first. Then I'll talk about what what to do like when you actually are blocked up, like what specifically, you know, what steps to take then. And then I'll share a key takeaway at the end. So the story behind this episode, was it's actually really sweet. So I got a beautiful email from... Uh, Nadia and Sophia. So Nadia's the mom and Sophia's her 11-year-old daughter who's been listening to Joyful Eating and loving it. Anyway, she said, you know, struggle, struggling with constipation and would like to know if you have any tips for, for preventing it. Um, and they thought it might be a fun topic for other people as well. So I was like, absolutely great. So I was really excited. And um, actually, so Nadia, who wrote to me, um, Sophia's mom's just said that Sophia's really passionate about being healthy, teaching others to cook and loves cooking for herself. So I was like, yay, always good to be starting young on this stuff. So thank you, Sophia and Nadia. I really appreciate you guys reaching out for this topic. So let's now talk about how I eat for gut health. And before we get into this, just wanted to say like, this is a really big list and I don't want you to get like overwhelmed and feel like you have to be doing all these things. Like these are things that I've gradually added over time. So don't feel like you're like, you're failing or you're not doing something wrong if you're not doing all these things. Just see it as a list of possibilities of ideas that you could potentially do and then start with whatever feels the most fun for you, like whatever you feel like is the biggest opportunity and you're like, yeah, I really want to do that. Like go go for that and then over time, you know, you can come back and revisit this and and take it from there. So 
let's talk about the steps that I take to improve my gut health. So first one for me is like in- increasing fiber. So the thing with fiber, it's really interesting. Like when you look at the research, it actually isn't conclusive that fiber is beneficial for gut health. There isn't actually any evidence saying that it does help. However, (laughs) it's one of those things that the research isn't there. However, I know just know for me, you know, anecdotally and just in my own life, if I'm not having enough fiber, if I'm not eating enough vegetables, then, you know, things do get fogged up. So it's one of those like the the common sense, the practical side of it shows, you know, I'm happy to keep doing it. I'm pretty sure there's no negative. You can have too much fiber, but, you know, that's when you're going to the loo multiple times a day. So I'm definitely, you know, for me, it's one a day. It's in the morning. It's really regular. And so what I do for my fiber is, yes, I have a lot of vegetables, like I eat vegetables for lunch and dinner. And so that's definitely part of it. But I found that for years I've been eating linseeds, which are flax seeds every day as well, just to keep that consistent fiber. Because there will be some days where, you know, I just have a light salad and I don't have that many vegetables. So it's good to, I find just having the daily influx of of flax seeds, linseeds, just keeps it really constant. So for me, I have like three tablespoons a day these days, but I didn't, don't start there. (laughs) So yeah, start with one tablespoon of linseeds or flax seeds Oh, they're the same thing, just different name, and gradually build up over time. Because if you go from not having much fiber to like heaps of fiber, that can cause problems as well. So you want to just get your gut used to it and, and increase over time. And the other thing with um, when you are having flax or linseeds is to make sure you you have a lot of enough water with it. Because if you don't, they can like they can cause problems as well. So it's important to have the water, and it's important to go gradually with increasing. Um, And I just have mine whole. I don't get them ground uh, just because it's easier that way. And I like the crunch and the texture, whereas when you get them ground there, the flavor is a bit, I don't know, linseed-y. So that's, that's my preference. And I'm eating them for the fiber. I'm if you are someone who's not getting a lot of fish oil and you're wanting to eat, um, increase your omega, I take fish oil t- tablets. So I don't need, need, I'm not necessarily taking the, the linseeds for the, the omega-3s, but if you do want to get more digestive omega-3s better, ground linseeds, ground flaxseed will give you, like it helps to, with that digestion process. So that's one thing. First, first, increase fiber. Second is to increase water and fluids. That can be a really big thing if you're dehydrated. That causes problems. So definitely get onto that. Um, third thing is probiotic foods. So probiotics are, if you think about it, they're foods that contain living cultures. So things like, so I have yogurt every day. And another thing I have every day is fermented vegetables. So either sauerkraut or some other fermented vegetables. And you can buy sauerkraut these days. It's, you know, kimchi is another one, but they do tend to be really expensive and making your own is actually really fun and not very hard. So I've got some recipes. um, So I'll include those in the show notes. So if you aren't taking any probiotics, like I'd really recommend to like getting into, you know, yogurt and I make my own yogurt and also fermenting veggies. Um, there are the probiotic foods as well, and you can take probiotic supplements and I have done that occasionally. So when I, you know, if I ever have, have to have antibiotics, like I would take some commercial probiotics as well for a little while, but I prefer to get it from food. Okay, so fourth is prebiotics. So pre-PRE, prebiotics are things 
that it's like food for your gut microbes, basically. So pre, it's going to be feeding the gut microbes themselves. So these are things that there's a you know different foods, different types of fiber, essentially they are, that we, our stomachs and our intestines can't digest them. They just pass through us, but the our gut microbes can feed on them. So they actually get benefits from them. So the f- foods that contain prebiotics are things like onion, um, so I have actually, I make like five, I've got a recipe for five minute pickled onions and I pretty much have them every day. Like just, they're really easy. And I just, you know, whatever I'm having, I'll just have a little bit on the side. Garlic's good for that, good for prebiotics. Whitloff or also known as Belgian endive. Asparagus is great. So bring on the asparagus season. Actually, I've got asparagus growing in my garden this year, which is very exciting. Uh, Jerusalem artichokes are another one, also called sunchokes. Globe artichokes are good for this. So you, and you can you know, get them preserved, so in jars. So you know that, that's always good to add. Chicory is really great, and radicchio, those kind of lettuces. And I actually grow chicory in my garden, and so. In the afternoon when I'm walking past in the garden, I just like snack on a few leaves of chicory and it's actually really easy to grow. So prebiotics, really great. So everyone has access to onions and garlic. So definitely include them when you can. And you can get prebiotic supplements as well. So these are supplements that are formulated to contain the type of fiber that's in onions is called inulin. So they contain those types of things. And so that can be a good option as well. If eating these types of vegetables isn't easy for you, then looking for a good prebiotic supplement will be, could be helpful. And I have taken one again in the past when I've had antibiotics, but I you know, only do that for a, a certain amount of time and then I just rely on my food. Number five is collagen powder. So um, I take two tablespoons of collagen every day and my main motivation for doing that is to improve my hair and my skin because my hair was falling out. And there's a whole other episode on hair loss, so you can go and check that out if you are struggling with your hair. It's not that great. Um, but collagen does uh, help with gut health as well. So benefit there. Um, Meditation. So the gut is impacted by stress. So anything that you can do to reduce stress is going to help with your gut health as well. So I do I do transcendental meditation in the morning. So usually about 10 minutes of that, I should be doing 20. I've just realized I've been getting into a bad habit of getting up late and not doing my full 20 minutes. So yeah, that's what I do, like transcendental meditation in the morning. And then I do some sort of um, shorter meditation in the afternoon, usually for about five minutes, like a loving kindness meditation or just an easy meditation. And um, if you're not into meditating, like you don't have to do do that, of course. Like I know for some people it is really challenging. If that's the case, then there's a really great breathing technique called the four, seven, eight breathing exercise. And that's really good. It's also known as the deep calm breathing exercise. And so with that, you breathe in for four, count of four, you hold for seven, and then you breathe out for eight. And that sequence of breaths is designed to help your body calm and reduce stress. There's an app that has that breathing exercise. So I'll I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Um, Another thing I do is I take vitamin C. So I take two capsules a day of vitamin C. So I take it for immune health and for my skin. So with the collagen, your body actually needs vitamin C to absorb, to process the collagen, but vitamin C is also good for your gut as well. Um, what else? Fish oil. So I take actually a lot of, of fish oil. So I take six, six capsules a day. I'll link to the one that I take, um, which is a lot. My main motivation for doing that is to um, reduce inflammation. It helps with mood and it's really good for shinier hair and cardiovascular health. 
I'm happy to invest in that because I feel like I'm getting the benefits. Um, if you're vegetarian, um, you can get DHA slash EPA supplements that are from algal sources. So if you are vegetarian, then you definitely wouldn't be getting enough of DHA and EPA in your diet. So I'd really look at an algal supplement. Um, and if you're not in Australia, look for, like, there's a lot of fish oil. It's, it can be, like, getting good quality fish oil can be problematic. So make sure you're looking for one that's certified by um, IFOS, which is an international fish oil standard, so that they're actually, you know, they've tested it and know that it's pure and all this, all the stuff. Okay. And then the last thing for gut health that you might want to consider is prunes. So I don't have them because, um, because of the sugar and I've, I don't like, cause I feel like I'm getting the fiber from my linseeds. But, um, if you do have my boys, like they used to have problems with getting blocked every now and again. So we just got into the habit of, they have two, two prunes with their breakfast every day and they hardly, you know, they don't eat as many vegetables as I would like, <laughs> um, but that keeps them regular. So the prunes are a really good option, particularly for little ones because they're a bit sweeter and easier to, to get people to take. So that's a long list. And I, so as I said before, just choose what feels most inspiring to you to start with and don't feel like you need to do all these things and just you know, do, do what feels good. Um, but the thing is that if you are really worried about your gut health or constipation, like it's important to see someone like talk to your doctor about it because there are other, there are, you know, medications that you can, can get to help. Let's talk about preventing constipation specifically. So if I do get to that point where I am a bit blocked up, so first thing I always look at is my water intake. And generally I'll find, I'll notice that it's happening on days where like the day after, if I've been a bit dehydrated the day before, if I you know, wasn't, if I was out and about and I wasn't drinking my normal amount of fluids. So you know, getting the water intake back up and then looking at fiber. So getting those seeds or whatever source of fiber you want. And then I, the other thing I would really look at is increasing prebiotics. So that was the onion, you know, chicory, those vegetables. Um, and then the final thing is like, don't stress about it. like getting, like if it's only for a day or two, like stressing about it can make it worse. You know, it is part of life that it's, you know, a gut health isn't meant to be, you know, 100% perfect and it doesn't have to be. So, so anything that you can do to, to not stress is important. Um, I don't recommend laxatives unless it's an emergency because they, like laxatives will fix the, um, the symptom, but they're not going to fix the underlying cause of the constipation. So, um, you know, doing these steps that to improve your gut health because it's looking at building your, your gut health over the long term. Um, and but that being said, like my dad had constipation problems for years, and um, his doctor put him on a supplement called Coloxal with Senna, and that solved his problem. So um, you know, he takes that every day, whatever the doctor recommended. So you know, that could be something to to look at. So key takeaway for today is like anything that you do for gut health is going to be beneficial for improving constipation and it's going to help with other all all aspects of health like it's gut health is actually a really fascinating topic and there's a lot of research going on and you know our gut is linked to everything so so whatever you do to improve gut health is not only going to help you you know on the loo every day, it's going to help, um, you know, all aspects of your health. Um, and the thing is just remember to start small, like don't get overwhelmed and just do, you know, add in one thing, get that going and then, you know, come back to the list and try and add in another thing and just see it as a, some, you know, project that you're working on over time. Okay. So 
that's it for today. And if you have any requests for podcast episodes, the topic you'd like me to talk about, absolutely, I would love to hear that. So you can just email me. It's Jules, J-U-L-E-S, at thestonesoup.com. Yeah, and I will look forward to chatting with you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast and I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes, Simple Whole Foods for Joyful Weeknight Dinners. It's full of easy recipes so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.